The Olympic Channel podcast is brought to you by Bridgestone, worldwide Olympic and Paralympic partner, a founding partner of the Olympic Channel. Hey, welcome to the official Olympic Channel podcast with me, Ash Tullock. This week, I had the privilege of sitting down with basketball icon, Paul Gasol. Hola, ¿qué tal? My name is Ashley, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, how are you? Good. For 18 years, Paul played pro basketball in the NBA and for Spain's national team. In that time, he won three Olympic medals and two NBA championship rings. So you can imagine, I was very excited to hear his thoughts on this year's NBA finals between the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics. And did you know he's been quietly working behind the scenes with a couple of NBA franchises? We also travel down memory lane reflecting on his five Olympic Games and he explains Kobe Bryant's influence on current star players and how he personally continues to honour his friend's legacy. And what does it mean to be a girl dad? But I started off by asking him what life looks like now since retirement as an advisor, activist, member of the IOC Athletes Commission and a father. Olympic Channel Podcast. Uh, it's uh, entertaining, uh, exciting, um, with different, with a lot of different things. Because I also, I'm a president of the foundation, the Gasol Foundation. We're also increasing our, our level of investing in advisory with companies and organizations that I'm getting involved with. Uh, I'm also exploring a way to work with an NBA franchise as well, and doing some 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 stuff there as well. So. So it's, it's quite a bit, but at the same time, uh, I dictate my own schedule, which is pretty nice for the most part, at least. Uh, I'm not traveling as much as I was, which so is nice to be at home with the family. And, um, but yeah, but little by little, the, the plate is getting fuller. <laughs> and, uh, and the summer is, is going to be pretty busy now that I'm back in, in Europe and Spain. It's going to be a pretty busy couple months, um, but uh, but exciting months as well because these are all things that I enjoy doing and that are impactful and that are meaningful. Life sounds good. Yeah, life is great. <laughs> I'm lucky. I have to pick up on the fact that you said uh, looking at ways to be involved in an NBA franchise. What more can you tell me about that? Uh, well, it's just been uh, this year since I've been in San Francisco, I've been going into the uh, Warriors uh, facility and talking to them and, uh, and helping a little bit with uh, some of the young players and, and being in meetings, just trying to learn more the other side of the business outside of the court, uh, talking with executives, with scouts and so forth. Um, and that's been fun. Also, um, uh, obviously, I've also talked with the Lakers and, and, uh, and with our relationship and history, uh, obviously, it's very meaningful. And uh, we're looking ways to to do stuff together as well, whether it's in the basketball side or in the community side, which we already have a lot of programs there with our foundation. So, um, so again, just uh, exploring things, uh, knowing that I cannot fully commit to a high profile or high responsibility role because of uh, my commitments, uh, mainly with the IOC, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> with all the, uh, all the meetings, calls, uh, potential trips, uh, you know, games and so forth. Uh, it's, it's, it's quite a lot already, so, uh, and I want to make sure that I, once I take on a role, I, I want to do it to the best of my ability, and I take it seriously of the commitment that I've kind of taken, um, and I just want to, you know, do, do the best I can there and, um, and other things as well, so, uh, but that's what, I, that's what I'm exploring. I feel I can, in a way, when I'm mainly in the States, I can go in, 
once once a week or once every two weeks or twice every two weeks, whatever it is, and uh, and kind of still be involved in the game, uh, share knowledge, learn from what's going on around the team, which I think it's uh, you know very helpful as well. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of respect and admiration for yeah. you as well, no doubt. Uh, you mentioned the Warriors, and here we are, NBA Finals time, one of the most exciting times of year. That's right. Give me your expectations of this Celtics Golden State Warriors, Warriors yeah. final. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I mean, both teams are playing really well. They wouldn't be in the final if they weren't, obviously. Uh, so that's kind of a, an undertaking or a given. Um, the Warriors are playing well. I, I, I like the Warriors more, uh, not because I've been around them, but, <laughs> but because they, they have the experience. They're they really clicking at this time. Uh, they're all playing at a high level. They're healthy. It's just going to be very hard to, to beat them. Uh, I guess if anyone can do it, Boston has a chance. They're playing well as well. Uh, and I don't want to take anything away from them, and they have plenty of talent to, uh, to have a chance, but I still give the upper hand to the Warriors, and it's going to be a good final. So they're, both, they're both playing well. Once you're in the finals, it's a almost once time up once uh, once in a lifetime opportunity where you you don't know when you're going to play in all the finals. Uh, for a lot of the players with the, with the Celtics, it's probably their first finals, um, and that's why it's also challenging to be able to be successful in your first finals because there's a lot to deal with, um, and that's why the Warriors also have the upper hand plus the home court advantage. Experienced side, newcoming side, but you kind of have to look at that matchup. I know there's a lot of people excited to see Steph Curry, Jason Tatum, and sort of seeing what happens there because mm. they are two, you know, faces of each team. Um, and Tatum was mentored actually by a good friend of yours, Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. uh, do do you see sort of glimpses of his greatness in mm -hmm. him, and 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 what what are you expecting from him? Well, I love the impact that Kobe had with all these young players. I love how he inspired uh, um, and motivated Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, to, to be MVP, to win a championship. Um, same as done with Devin Booker, with Jason Tatum. Um, he also worked out with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he worked out with, uh, with Paul George, worked out with so many guys that he just touched and inspired um, in a way that is very meaningful. Um, Anthony Davis, another guy, when he hit that game-winning shot against Denver in the bubble, and he, you know, called Kobe when when he made it. Um, it's just, you know, it's touching. Uh, it's very, uh, you know, moving uh, for me to to see how my big brother touched so many. Besides me, obviously, uh, touched so many lives uh, of young players that uh, you know. For Tatum to wear a purple and gold armband. With the Celtics, uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, um, but how, that's how much he impacted him in, in this particular case. I can still hear it in your voice talking about Kobe. It's still sort of very real for you, isn't it? It is very real, very emotional still. Um, it's, it's hard because I miss him. Uh, it's hard because I'm very close to Vanessa and the girls. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's one of those things in life that is just heartbreaking, you know, that uh, uh, something like that had to happen. And that so many children were involved in that accident and uh, so many families affected by it. So, uh, so it's hard. It's hard to talk about someone that you feel so strongly about that it's not longer, it's not longer there. But, but it's still very here in a way because he's touched so many, so many lives, so many players' lives in so, in, in so many different ways.
Yeah, you mentioned Vanessa. I understand she is the godmother to your daughter, is that right? That's right. And also Elizabeth Gianna Gasol. So you even named mm. your daughter's middle name after Gianna Kobe's daughter. I mean, what, why was that so important to you? I think it was just a way to honor Gianna uh, and, and Kobe at the same time in the family. Oh, and, and what bigger way to do it than with your own daughter, with your first daughter? Um, so, and then Vanessa accepted being the godmother of, of, of our child and, uh, and it's just uh, something that uh, we feel very strongly about um, and, and it's beautiful. You know, I think that's what life is also about and, and it, brought, uh, you know, it brought our families very, very close together. I'm interested, what, what would you sort of describe as your role in, in their lives in Vanessa's and Kobe's daughter's lives? Well, I'm, I'm their uncle. I'm Uncle Pau, and I, uh, I love all of them. Um, Natalia, I mean, I love her so much. You know, now we just have a very close relationship, and, and obviously Bibi and Coco are, are just the sweetest. They're all just so sweet and so loving, and, and again, that's a testament to Vanessa and, and Cope, how they how they were raised, and uh, Vanessa is, uh, you know, a sister to me, and you know, we uh, she's very close to my wife, very close to me, and um, and we just try to spend as much time as we can together. Uh, we fly down to LA a few times a year just so we can spend time uh, together, mainly on on significant dates, uh, on on times and holidays that are a little harder emotionally because of um, Gianna and Cope not being there. Yeah. Well, congratulations on doing what you do as, as a human because it goes beyond just being a basketballer, you know, that's, doesn't that's, it? That's what matters at the end of the day, you know. Us uh, as human beings, you know, whatever we do in life, whatever success we have, that's, that's fine and, you know, to a certain degree. But what really matters to me, I always had this clear and that's why I'm not struggling as much in this retirement transition <laughs> because I, I didn't fall in love with me being just a basketball player. I think people appreciated me. Uh, for being a good human being, besides my my uh, accomplishments or the way I played, which they also appreciate, but or appreciated, but at the same time, you know, what what, they, what people value the most is, is who I was or who I am as a person, and that's what I, you know, that's what's not going to change. Girl dad is a term that gets thrown around a lot. Nice smile on your face when yeah. I say that. <laughs> it was Kobe's thing. I feel like it's probably fair to say that it's your thing, but it goes beyond that. It's not just about being a dad with a daughter or dad with daughters. It's, it's the way that you sort of help and see women in sport. Where does your role or what is your view on that in helping and enabling women in sport? Right. Well, we're, we're trying to... Uh do it in different ways um, by investing in, in women in sports, uh, by um, being an advocate, uh, by talking about it, how women and all girls should should have the same chances and opportunities uh, that they do, that boys have and men do uh, to create a more of an equal playing field. Um, and if again, if anybody's daughter wants to pursue a certain career. Uh, in sports or outside of sports that they can pursue that career and it, it, there's not a limitation because they are well, or they were they are born female uh, and that's uh, the world is going in a much better direction there's still a lot of work to be done for sure um, but uh, that's as a as a girl dad and as a human being uh, that's what I want to 
push for in, in whichever way and talking to organizations to be to find more ways to do that. Um, you know, I'm good friends with Angela Ruggiero, who used to be the chair of, of the AC, and, uh, and she's uh, also a big promoter. Uh, and we're, I'm an investor also in her company and, and try to be an advisor as well. And we're trying to find ways to, again, continue to promote uh, women in sports. And it's not that, as she says, it's not the right thing to do. It's not just the right thing to do. It's also the, the smart business thing to do. And it's good business. Uh, so we're not just trying to do something that is morally right. It just, it just makes sense in so many ways. And is it, isn't it a beautiful thing just seeing people succeed? Not yes. just men, not just women, exactly. just seeing people, people succeed. And I think that's something that we see at the Olympics time right. and time that's and time right. again. You went to five Olympics. Mm -hmm. What does the Olympic Games mean to you? And, and, and what impact has it had on your life? Oh, it's had a huge impact in my life. Uh, definitely means, means a lot. It's, it's that tournament. It's, that, it's more than a tournament. It's, it's that occasion that you don't want to miss. It's... Uh, when I was a 12-year-old uh, in Barcelona, um, Barcelona hosted the Olympics. Uh, it was the first time that uh, the dream team got together and, and played. Uh, the pros were able to play or were decided to play in the Olympics. Until that point, they were all only the, the college players played uh, for, for the United States. Um, and it made a huge impact in my life. Made and I think to many it made a, a huge impact to a generation of, of players, not just basketball players. I think uh, beyond beyond the sport of basketball, and uh, it inspired me. To say, wow, these guys they, they play at a whole another level. Wow, this is amazing. Like I want to play with those guys, you know. <laughs> and it made me dream. I think that's a beautiful thing when you can inspire a kid and you can open his or her eyes uh, in order to dream. To dream big and to um, to f pursue that dream in, in whichever way, and um, gives you kind of like a vision, right? And and it gave me a vision, it gave me a dream that I pursued, that I felt confident that I could accomplish. I didn't know how, but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna try to do this and visualize this, and and um, and it kind of happened, and I, I believed it. But those those guys in the Olympics um, made made such a huge impact in my life. And probably I wouldn't be here if if the Olympics didn't happen. Uh, and I've been so fortunate to to be able to compete in five of them, thanks to the quality of my my teammates and the quality of my team. That uh, we always played together. We played with respect. Uh, you know, regardless of our of our talent, sometimes it's a little more individual. Sometimes sometimes our more most talented teams didn't end up winning when we were more favorites. And um, but we just had a, such a great great. I guess unity, um, what we call ourselves a family, because we we looked and we try to live as a family for for that month and a half, and that's how we got to qualify and play in the Olympics and play in Olympic finals and win medals and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, it's about the experience, it's about the journey. Medals, you know, they're just like pieces of things that have a certain material. I guess value and another value, maybe a higher value too. But it's it's really what the journey that you have to go through to get there. Yeah. And, uh, and then you don't even know where your medals are most of the time. I mean, yeah, you can have them like highlighted or exposed in your house if, if you're that type of person. Um, where I, are I, yours? I don't, <laughs> they're in a safe. <laughs> they're, they're, they're at home, but they're in a safe. Uh, I, have them, I don't have them laid out. Um, because to me, what, what really matters is just the whole experience, the, those moments with my teammates, the, those moments against my competitors. 
those moments with the fans. Uh, you know, uh, someone today just told me like that's, that game in 2008, that finals in Beijing against the U.S. was probably the best basketball moment or sports moment that I've ever lived. And I uh, said so my pride could not fit in the whole city of Beijing. You know, this, this is what, uh, 14 years later. You know, I mean, this is what we're talking about, um, human stories, the story that, that it creates, the emotions that it creates, uh, the impact that it has in, in the world in different ways. You don't even, you're not even aware of it, right? Because uh, you're going through it, you try to do your best, you're trying to win. And yes, and if you do really well, you win a medal and it's fantastic and you're so proud and you kind of fulfill another dream, but it's really the ripple effect that it has on, on the world. 14 years, wow. That Redeem Team final, I can't believe it was that long ago. No. What memories do you have from that? Uh, well, it was, uh, I remember being a very, uh, it was a great championship because I think we played them in the group and they destroyed us, I think, in the group. Yeah. I think they blew us out by 30 or 40. Uh, and, and, but that was a good kind of wake-up call for us and to say, okay, uh, we're going to try to, we're going to get to the final and we're going to try to beat them and it's not going to be a game like this. And I think they knew that as well, the way that we played and they played. Um, and then I remember just being a huge fight, just com very competitive, very physical throughout the 40 minutes, uh, back and forth. Uh, we never gave up. Um, obviously, they didn't want to lose, right? And they were, they were the redeemed team because they had lost in 2004, they had lost in 2006. There was disappointment because they're very talented players and um, very powerful country uh, and you know so again they had to win Kobe came there was although they brought their A team I think that was that was probably as good uh, or, or better than the potentially original dream team uh, if you ask me you know so even though the original dream team I just said I just talked about the value that it has and the impact that it had in my life but those guys were really really talented individuals um, some of the best in the history as well. So, uh, so again, and they, we gave them a run for, for their money. Uh, we pushed them to have to play their best, and, and they did. They stepped up. Uh, Kobe made great plays down the stretch. Uh, Dwayne Wade had a great game. Uh, they all played well. Um, and, uh, but a lot of people think of that game as the best, or one of the best uh, game, basketball games in the history of the game. So that's something to be proud of. Yeah, they do. LeBron's actually actually said that as well. But yeah. I still have to laugh about that little moment between you and Kobe where you ended up on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he just tried to set up the tone, the physicality of, of the game, send a message to his teammates that, hey, because at the time we were already playing together with the Lakers. We just lost the finals against the Celtics and, um, you know, maybe a couple of months before that or a month or so, a month or some change before that. And... He just wanted to send a message to his teammate. Yeah, this is this is my brother. You know, he's we can play together in the NBA, but right now I'm trying to beat him, and we're going to beat him, and and I'm going to run through him or anyone that gets in our way, and that was kind of a message. He was very strategic uh, and intelligent that way, um, and mindful. So that's what he did, just to set up the tone. This is going to be a physical battle. I'm going to go through anyone. Especially, and especially you, because I was the head of the snake, as they call it. Uh, and I said, okay, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be.
Such great memories. Hey, very quickly, because I know I've got to let you go. Ime Odoka, the Celtics coach. What an amazing, incredible breakout season for him. Uh, first African head coach to make it to the finals. What does this mean to, to basketball on the continent, but also to the NBA as a whole? Well, it's great. I'm, I'm so happy for Ime. Um, he's a great guy, great coach. Uh, I had him in San Antonio as an assistant coach for the almost three years that I was there. And um, we become, I mean, we were obviously pretty close while I was, while I was there. And um, just so happy that he got the opportunity to coach uh, a very good team uh, and that he has taken this team to the next level. Uh, they had a rough start. Things didn't seem that they were going really well at all. Uh, they weren't clicking. They had some issues. They addressed them. They uh, faced them. And from then on, they, had, they just took off. Uh, and they had probably the best record uh, from maybe December, January until the end of the season. And now they're in the finals with a chance to win it. So unbelievable, you know, great, great for him. Uh, obviously, as a Lakers guy, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not too excited about the Celtics having a chance to win another title um, at all. But at the same time, I am happy for him. And the staff, there's, uh, those assistant coaches, they all kind of been, uh, you know, one was with Milwaukee with me. The other one was also in San Antonio. Uh, Damon Stoudemire I played with uh, in Memphis, so I know all the guys that are coaching the Celtics, um, and they have a good team. Uh, so I'm, I'm just happy for Ime and being the first African coach to ever coach the NBA, an NBA Finals uh, uh, team. It's fantastic. Now that you've mentioned the Lakers again, I have to pick you up on um, Darvin Ham taking over because, mm. I mean, it's a pretty big uh, deal. Uh, big season coming up for them. What do they need to do? What are you expecting from him? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him again. Uh, he, uh, he was assistant coach with me in, in late, with the Lakers and the Bucks, um, and uh, we always had a, a very good friendship and relationship. And uh, uh, I'm happy that he's gotten his opportunity. You know, first head uh, coaching job to be the Lakers job. It's a it's a big one. But so he was Emes uh, at Boston. Uh, there's always going to be high expectations with the Lakers, especially after a tough season like this one that they didn't even make the the plane. Um, and they got to figure stuff out. But uh, but I think this commitment from the Lakers to, to Darv, and now let's see with, uh, with the coaching staff that he's going to create around him to help, help him in this mission. Uh, I, think he's, I think he's going to do well. He's, uh, he has a lot of experience. He's a competitor. Um, he knows how to coach, and, um, and uh, I'd love for him to, to succeed and to take the, game, take the Lakers to, uh, back to the finals and having a chance to win again. Watch the space. Watch the space. <laughs> Watch the space. Thanks very much. You're so welcome. Think like an Olympian. A big thank you to Paul for taking the time to sit down and chat. A man who is giant in stature, but also in the way he conducts himself, you know, a true legend of the beautiful game of basketball. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts, any feedback on this episode, then you can find me at ash underscore Tulloch on all social media. Now, next week, we've got another great chat coming up for you. I'll be back with our mystery guest next week. Until then, stay safe, take it easy, and I'll catch you soon. That was the Olympic Channel Podcast.